welcome to the Partnership Publishing Podcast. Today I am joined with our new author Jenny Oyston and she is our debut author of Who Am I? Building Blocks for Becoming Your Best Future Self. So welcome Jenny, lovely to see you. <laughs> oh you too, nice to be here. Yes it's an absolute pleasure. Um, we've been on quite a journey with this book and I I remember in, in preparation for just us having this conversation, um, going right back to the day when we first received your manuscript and it was workbooks and uh, it maybe tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and your journey to kind of meeting us and your reason for, for wanting to publish this book. Okay, well, I was a counsellor for a number of years. It was something which I took up in my 40s, so I'd already had a previous career, but once I started learning about counselling, I found that I learned so much, I gained so many insights, and once I was trained and I was doing it as a career, I realised just how much we can help people to get to know themselves, to understand themselves, and to kind of make the best of their lives. So what happened was that I practiced for quite a long time. I worked in all sorts of organizations, including the NHS, and I had a private practice. And then the time came to retire, mainly because the appointments tended to get dotted about all over the place. And I found that, you know, it was quite difficult to manage all the different appointments. So I thought, well, what I'll do instead is I'll sort of collect all the learning, and all mm -hmm. the wisdom and put it together in one place in a book so that if people want to find out more about these things then it's all there in one place and I hope it would be a starting point for people learning to make the most out of the opportunities they have in life and the sort of skills and the talents that they've got and it's really just a guide to say make the best of yourself Oh, it really, really is. Thank you so much. Um, yes, you, you come across so so well as well. I think because it's coming out of a place of pure intention of of really trying to help. Obviously, it's come through years of experience. Um, like you say, collating the knowledge, um, collating life, um, people's experiences, what they've gone through, and and who am I? Um, so for for those wondering you know I have no idea who I am you know or feeling lost I feel that's probably who we're we're talking to really it's like if you're feeling lost I guess is 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 the key here um or not sure just in general a bit yeah what do I do well, Yes. I mean, I think the interesting thing is, I mean, I'm a great collector of quotes anyway, and I found this lovely quote from the ancient Greek Aristotle, which says, as our self-knowledge grows, we gain a sense of control over our lives. Now, what I mean by self-knowledge is becoming more aware of what's going on for you as you interact in the world and as you make relationships because this is actually a very complex set of systems at work, but you can break them down and you can gain understanding if you take sort of little bits at a time. So I always begin this journey by saying to people, 
well, what's important to you in life? What matters to you at the moment? And what are the values that drive your behavior? I love that conversation because it might be one that people don't often have, but once they begin to articulate those things, then they already start to get to know themselves better. I did this exercise and the tutor gave us a whole day to do it in. He just said, work out what are the most important values to you. And we ended up with a list of about 10. And then he said, pick out three. And I picked out honesty, unkindness, and thoughtfulness. And, you know, you can move on from that. You don't have to stay with it. But once I'd worked out that for me, honesty and authenticity was really important, well, look where it can take you, just knowing that about yourself. Look how it might affect your decisions and your choices in the future. Yeah. So that's the starting point. Yeah. Really what makes you tick, what matters to you. Yeah. It's a great place to start. And and this is it. We, we really did feel it's the building blocks. It's like, right, one step and let's build this and let's get to know more about ourselves. And that's what this truly is. And it's unlike any other kind of putting it into a category of self-help, personal development, it is unlike any other book based on the fact that a lot of books are one, maybe more of like a, a smaller, thicker book, you know, where you've got to read a lot about someone else's experience to then understand them and then how did they do it but they never really share how they've done it because it can never really relate to you because we're all different this book who am I it really is a tool book a workbook a hand um you can like I say it's really not too too lengthy to digest there's conversations um there's diagrams um useful emotional indicators charts um you know, it it really does have a, a generally a bit of everything. So if you're not, if you've asked that question, what's my trigger? What 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 does you know what does make me tick? And you think that you know, but then you realise you have no idea, and then you start thinking, well, you've opened <laughs> you've opened this question up, haven't you, in yourself? Um, yes. And like you say, that's a great place to start. We go through in the book. There's parts, um, let me see, so even down to the language use, and this is what I'm wanting to get across for those that can see um, on the video, you can see a diagram, and we begin at the beginning, we find out more about yourself. So exactly as Jenny's speaking here, the book starts in exactly the same way, and what, what I also found interesting was the external um situations that we may be party to or how to respond emotionally I found that there was some really helpful tools there as well maybe explain a little bit about that emotions drive an awful lot of what happens in your life emotions often spark your behavior um, they can cause physical sensations your whole sort of bodily system is linked up with emotions and of course the more neuroscience finds out the more we can learn about the physical reality of that and what I love is I love to explore a situation with a client or with somebody I'm talking to and say, well, what was going on inside you at the time this happened? What were you feeling? Because very often the emotion behind something doesn't match the message 
message that you give out to the world, which means that I might think you're perfectly cool or happy with the situation when actually inside maybe you're angry, maybe you're hurt or upset. And until you are aware of your own internal emotional experience, how can you relate to other people in the world? So what I'm trying to do is to help people just get in touch with their feelings and identify them and name them. After that, they can decide how they respond to them rather than being driven by triggers, which make them feel as if they're out of control. Yeah. yeah. And then you can place yourself in situations that are more suited to you. You then in turn start to find your people and your environments. And it it kind of is a growth journey um, in, a, in a probably a more subtle way. It's definitely not as spiritual. It's just more practical how we can really find ourselves and in turn, I guess, find that balance and, you know, ha- the pursuit of happiness isn't it I know you talk about that a little bit as well um in in this book and there's there's quizzes <laughs> yes and no's you know there's, there's a bit of all sorts in in here as well that helps well I think happiness is an interesting word and it's used in all sorts of ways and I do worry these days that somehow people have this idea that there's a sort of state you can get to of eternal happiness. There isn't. Life has its ups and downs and curveballs get thrown at us. All sorts of things happen. But somebody who is happy, I believe, is somebody who has what I term integrity, which means that they are happy to be who they are they know who they are they are content with that and they one of the most important things i think is they don't have to please anybody else that doesn't mean they cause hurt but what it means is they are authentic and real and they don't go off following directions that don't feel right for them and that's a terribly difficult thing to learn sometimes because it might mean giving up old patterns which have been there for years and years because that was how you were brought up and that was what experience taught you and then suddenly you get to a point where you think actually what do I really think about this and I love those moments because you can stop and explore and spend time saying what do I want the rest of my life to be like do I want to go on repeating or do I want to make changes and do something new it's so so interesting isn't it and I do feel that even if you you don't particularly find yourself lost but you just want to help yourself a little bit more or help another Mm -hmm. at the moment I feel there's a lot of people that you know even as a friend or as a human like you might notice that uh, that person that they're not they're not 100 percent how how can I be there apart from being a listening how you know a hand or a you know, and he, uh, um, I, I do feel that this could also be, you know, it's it's definitely non-gender specific. It's a tool. Um, it is lighter. You know, it's not a heavy textbook where, you know, there's a lot and lot of writing. Um, it is got that, that difference. Uh, do you see where I'm going with this? Do, do you feel that this could be a helpful tool as well? Yes. I mean, there are two things to say on that the first is this is not designed to sort of cure mental illness this is much more about people who just kind of want more insight and more understanding the second thing to say about it is that it very much emphasizes and i hope this comes across the fact that the more 
still we are, the more we understand our experiences in the moment, the better we can be in our lives. There's an awful lot of people, and I think it's social media driven really, who kind of have taken on a victim role and they actually don't realize that the power to make changes can very often be in their own hands. It's not about somebody else or some authority or something should be done. It's about how you respond to situations. Very often when we go through a tough situation, we come out stronger to manage that ourselves and look after ourselves and take ourselves through it. There's nothing wrong with asking for support, that's different. But actually, you know, you've got to develop resilience. You've got to develop strength. And that's something which we are all capable of. And I'd like to spread the message a little bit that actually what you need to do if you're not feeling 100% is to kind of get out and do something get into the world, connect with people, take on new activities, do whatever it takes to just bring a bit of spark back into your own life. Yes, yeah, no, that's a fantastic message, Jenny. What I um, I also loved about um, your writing and teaching and knowledge and, and the book and how it takes you on this journey was the correlation between, uh, it doesn't go too scientific, but there is notion of, of bringing in the brain responses. So physically what is happening to you. So it's not just, you know, an emotional thought that you're having and you have no control. Like it, there's also things and triggers that are happening. And yes. um, just to kind of share here as well, again, for those that can see, there's another really fun diagram to just kind of really help explore this, this notion of, of brain responses. Um, mm. I find it so in, intriguing and interesting. And I think there's obviously a lot of, of research that then if, if the person reading this really wants to explore further, they absolutely can. Um, and, and by all means, get in touch with Jenny. She's the place to go <laughs> and, and who to speak to. But did you feel that that was important to kind of back up your understanding with the the practical with the scientific if you like what is actually happening with the brain i think it is so fascinating this stuff about neuroscience and i am not an expert and i wouldn't want anyone to think that I, i'm really scientifically trained in this area but when i started reading about it what it shows now is that through various forms of imaging, we can actually look at what's going on in different parts of the brain. And of course, the bit that fascinates me over emotions is called the limbic system, which is where the initial kind of fight or flight response takes place in your brain now the fight or flight is very important if you've got a saber-toothed tiger chasing you you need to run and you need to react very quickly the problem is that if that level of emotion is triggered on a day-to-day -day basis your reactions aren't always helpful i mean all sorts of things could happen but you may get very angry you may run away from situations you may harm yourself and what I want to do is to help people to understand that if they recognize when this initial trigger happens in their amygdala, in their limbic system, 
what they need to do is to learn to regulate that emotion and calm down. Because if you can bring in the rational part of your brain within the cortex, to think about what's going on, you are more likely to make a sensible measured response. I mean, I, I take lots of situations, but one that I always remember is some guy somewhere getting really angry at me and shouting at me and all the rest of it. Now, the temptation is either to run away or to get into a fight. But because I'd been trained in this, I just stood there and I said quite simply, well, OK, I'll move then, shall I? Because I'd been able to bring my thinking brain in because I'd sort of taken a deep breath. I'd calmed down. I'd waited a few seconds. And then I thought, right, what's going to handle this situation best? Yeah, and I think what's going to help me best as well because if you get angry, you're not helping yourself no, or the situation, no, are no, you? Yeah, no, it's so no, fascinating no. the fight or flight. Yeah, yeah and then you can alienate, and then you don't feel like you're the true authentic self because you've been forced into a situation, and then like you say, that's the victim mentality. You think that you've been placed in this, and that isn't me. You know, it's it's so fascinating. Um, and I mean, I'm not saying it's always easy. And I think, for instance, if you were brought up in an environment where there was a lot of sort of shouting and noise and maybe even violence, it's going to take longer for you to train yourself to calm down than it might for somebody who generally is surrounded by more peaceful people. So mm. I acknowledge that sometimes mm. there's some work to do. Mm. Having said that, it's really possible to do it. And that's yeah. the message that I want to give again and again through this book. Yeah. You can make changes in your life if you choose to. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, on, on that note, I, I honestly believe that that is that is it. It's how do you want to get there um, or who do you want to be? And it's really asking these questions, your book through and through. Um how would you say your writing journey was? Did you enjoy the experience yeah. collating the information? Obviously, you'd collated a lot of this over years. You know, this this yes. was a long yes. journey for you, wasn't it? Um, yes. how, how did you find that? Well, I love writing. I've always been one of those people who loves written assignments. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's a little bit of a thing with me, I admit, because whenever I write assignments, I always want the distinction or the A star. I don't want to just write. But yeah. the whole pleasure of sort of the collecting of information, mm -hmm. the organising of it, the mm -hmm. sort of developing the themes through the writing, mm -hmm. all of that I find really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, the difficulty is I've got a husband who's dyslexic, so he won't read any of it. I, I have to be my own proofreader and my own editor at that stage until it goes as far as the publisher. Yeah. But, you know, I do love it. And it's a process which, particularly in the winter, when you tend not to be out so much or doing so many things, it's lovely to have something creative and constructive to do. So that's really when I write the most. Yes, yeah. No, it's, it's fascinating. And I know right down to you know having that creativity the involvement down to the size of the book the font size the easy to read you know everything was really taken into consideration for for your audience for your readers um there was a lot of care and depth and attention to detail that that really went with this and um generally it's a, it's an absolutely brilliant book um and I would urge anyone that's listening to this conversation that feels a little bit of intrigue or oh yeah something's 
sparked in them definitely to, to to get in touch or to contact Jenny how would people be able to contact you Jenny um social media or email yes <laughs> I've got a Facebook Facebook called uh Jenny Oyston speaker and writer um I've got a website which is on Weebly Jenny Oyston counseling at Weebly uh what else am I up to I haven't yet mastered TikTok and Instagram I've got to get to grips with those I have to compare but I also do if you go to the website I also go around and uh do talks in various places I've got a couple you of talks do. lined up often yeah. through the library service and things like that so that's mm. always one to follow through um I also recorded some of the content of the books onto a little podcast of my own which you can find on Amazon on their health and well-being section and it's called Amazing. who am I so if you prefer yeah. oral, yeah. Uh, you can either do that or I've even put some of it onto CDs. So if people oh, were really amazing. sort of not yeah. you know, really it's they inclusive. can always have a CD and it while they're doing something else. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it you is. Know, it's, we it's find also... audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, audio works so well. It's inclusive. And yeah. I think that's the thing. This message, these messages just need getting out there to as many people as possible. And 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 let's, you know, all be our true authentic selves. Um, Jenny's talks are amazing. If anyone's thinking of contacting or um, wanting to discuss a speaking engagement or event, um, by all means, please do get in touch also through the Partnership Publishing website. Um, and we'll be, we'll be able to put you in touch with Jenny as well. Um, but for now, Jenny, is there any kind of leaving comment or message or any further comments about your your book and Jenny that you might want to share with with our listeners today well when I was a counsellor I had various aims and I hope that the book sort of uh, has those aims within it as well and I call it care c-a-r-e the first is that people will learn compassion for themselves and others the next one is that they will learn to accept things that they can't change then that they'll take responsibility for their own self-development. And finally, that they will develop efficacy, which is the ability to do the things that they've been learned about. So mm. care is my big message here. Care for yourself and care for other people. And I hope that if you read the book, you will get some more direction about what that might look like. That's wonderful. Thank you so, so much for joining us today, Jenny. And um, please do... Yeah by Who Am I? It's available now. It's in Waterstones, um, Amazon, all good bookshops and retailers. And, and please do search for, for Jenny Oyston and the work that she does and attend one of her events soon. Uh, thanks ever so much, Jenny, and uh, take care. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs>